And now for something completely different. Thrilling Adventures of Superman, a podcast where Superman still stands for truth, justice, and the American way. This is episode 83, and my name is Michael Bradley. This episode is the seventh of our show's quarterly fifth week episodes, where we break from our ongoing coverage of Superman's adventures for a look at something else related to the Man of Steel. Now, I know I said earlier in the year that I was going to try and keep these more topical and less editorial, but, well, I'm breaking from that vague promise this time because this is a very special time for fans of The Man of Steel. A few weeks ago, as you are hearing this, the very first official footage from Man of Steel was released. First came a selection of footage, which debuted July 14th during the Man of Steel panel at San Diego Comic-Con, and this footage has not been officially released online or, or even shown that I'm aware since the panel. Then The Dark Knight Rises opened on July 20th, and in most cases, at least in the U.S., it was preceded by the first official widely released trailers from The Man of Steel. There are actually two different versions. They both have the same film footage, but one has voiceover from Kevin Costner in his role as Jonathan Kent, and the other has voiceover by Russell Crowe in his role as Jor-El. So I wanted to get some thoughts down on record, uh, mostly because it'll be interesting to listen back to them in a year and, and see how my thoughts have changed once the movie is out. I'm speaking pretty much off the cuff here, you know, just some random thoughts based on uh, what I saw with the official teasers prior to The Dark Knight Rises, so... Pardon me if my thoughts are a little random and, and not real well coordinated. Even though you won't hear it for a couple weeks, I'm actually recording this on July 22nd and have only just now seen the official trailers. I did see a really poor quality camera phone recording of the Comic-Con footage, but while I was really excited getting to see the first glimpse, it was so poor quality that it's just really difficult to share any informed thoughts on that. And plus, the footage was taken down by Warner Brothers, and rightly so, soon after it was posted, so I haven't been able to see it uh, for more than a week. But because I am recording this so much in advance, there may have been some more footage or, or other breaking news in the meantime, so pardon me if I'm not speaking quite up to date to, to what you people in the future know. But still, as for the trailers themselves, you know, it's it's still really hard to say much at all about the film. And I should put a caveat in here that I have not been paying a lot of attention to the rumor mills and the paparazzi photos. I have seen them, but I've just not given them a lot of thought. Uh, there can be so much speculation and, and false information passed around on that that I just kind of ignore it. Um, I've had bad experiences in the past where paying a lot of attention to the uh, rumors and whatnot has actually ruined my enjoyment of the final product. 
because I heard so much about it beforehand. So I've just I've I've been ignoring a lot of that. So really, the only thing I've I've looked at and and really paid a lot of attention to is these trailers, as well as the uh, one official image that we've gotten from the film, which showed Henry Cavill in front of a a busted safe. But as these are all only early teasers, we we don't really get a much sense at all of the movie's plot. Uh, but just going by the two theatrical trailers alone, it seems like they're playing with the idea of Clark coming to grips with his powers and the best way to use those. Not necessarily in the way Smallville did, with Clark not even being sure he wanted to be a hero and acting like his powers were a burden more often than not. More often than not. But more like realizing that he has these phenomenal abilities and that he's meant for more, and deciding if taking the step into the larger public awareness is the right move. I don't want to get into the habit of comparing these teasers and trailers and and the movie itself to previous incarnations, but it's kind of like taking the scenes in Superman the movie from the death of Jonathan Kent to when he arrives at the fortress and just expanding on that a whole lot more. And then also throwing in the idea that really played more of a role post-crisis that Clark left Smallville and traveled the world for a few years before setting up shop in Metropolis and then taking up the role of Superman after the space plane incident. There are a lot of story possibilities in there that just haven't been explored, so if that's where they're going, I think I can definitely get behind that. Again, it's really hard to tell, but based only on what we've seen that to me seems kind of what they're playing with. Maybe not for the entire movie, but a significant part of it. One concern I have with that storyline is that we aren't going to see a lot of costumed Superman in the movie. Jeffrey Taylor, my co-host over on Green Lantern's Light, has several times on that show when discussing Hal's arc brought up The Hero's Journey which is an idea formulated by Joseph Campbell. And I would not at all be surprised if Man of Steel follows that hero's journey mold, because it's a very grand and and historically mythological structure, and it would be perfect for... I, I think it would be perfect for the kind of movie that they're wanting from Man of Steel. I just hope they can do it in such a way that we get... Superman in costume and in action before the tail end of the movie. But again, it's very hard to tell just by what we've seen officially released so far. I will say I have been very impressed with Henry Cavill. We haven't seen much footage of him. There was one shot in the theatrical teaser and a few others in the Comic-Con footage. But in interviews and the Comic-Con panel, Cavill really seems like he respects the role. Actors and directors and and people involved with past Superman films or television projects usually always say that they respect the character and the mythology. But with Cavill, it has not seemed like lip service. He's never seemed embarrassed by the fact that he's playing Superman or acted like it's a silly part. We really haven't seen much, at least I haven't, with the other actors involved. Um, I do have particular mixed feelings with one 
casting choice. I'm just not sure if the actor can pull it off. But like I said, we haven't seen much, and I, I don't even know that they... I'm sure they've all been asked about it at some point. All the principal characters have been asked about it at, at some point, but um, I just haven't seen that many interviews, so we'll have to see on that. But with Cavill, you know, he's obviously the star, so if he can pull it off, that will go a long, long way. Like I said, Cavill seems like he respects the role that he's playing, which in my book is huge. At one point during the Comic-Con panel, the question was asked to Cavill how he was dealing with the pressure and the expectations of playing what is one of the most popular superheroes in the world. And Cavill, in you know complete respect and seriousness, he pointed at the huge S-shield that was on one of the monitors and replied like this. It's, it, it is pretty intense, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've just been looking at that throughout this thing while you guys have been asking questions, and uh, I get to wear that on my chest. <laughs> I just really, really hope that I've, I've done everything that I need to do to please you guys, because this oh, is entirely 100% for you. Um, and thank you for all of your support. And notice he said, I get to wear that thing on my chest. Not, I have to wear that thing on my chest. It may be, maybe I'm just reading way too much into it, but it's just a subtle thing, and it really seems like Cavill understands that he has to take the role seriously in order to make it work. It's one of the reasons that the Christopher Reeve movies, particularly the first one and half the second, became so iconic. Both Reeve and Dick Donner took the character seriously. Yes, they were making a movie about a guy who flies and wears a cape, but they realized the fact that he wears a cape and flies isn't what the movie is about. That's just window dressing. Once someone understands that, they realize they weren't making a silly movie about a superhero, they were making a movie about a man bringing light and hope to a world full of darkness and angst. And that's Superman to me. Despite all the character has gone through since his debut in 1938, despite all the different kinds of portrayals, that's the one thing that remains core and, and remains consistent in the good ones. And if Man of Steel can get that right, then they will have me and they will have the rest of the audience too. Shifting gears a bit, I just want to say I'm glad that they seem to be taking a decided and firm step away from the Reeve movies. I love the Christopher Reeve movies. With a character as pervasive as Superman, it's hard to say exactly what my first exposure to the character was, but I'm almost certain that my earliest memory is the Chris Reeve movies. And, you know, I've loved them since I was a kid and still do. But for the sake of the character, it's time to move on. It's time for something new. Um, like I said, the Reeve movies are great and iconic. But every time you go back to that, every time you dip your bucket back into that well, it dilutes the original and makes it a little less special. And <laughs> through uh, well-intended but maybe poor choices over the last 15 years, people in charge of various Superman projects have dipped into that well a lot. And it's just time to move on. That doesn't mean they need to reinvent the wheel. I mean, Superman is Superman, but if they're, 
if they're not using the Crystal Fortress or the the white-haired Jor-El, I'm fine with it. Take it your own way. Stay true to the character, but do your own thing. And as much as I love the John Williams theme, I'm glad Hans Zimmer is creating a new score. I don't envy him in the slightest. Talking with a fellow Superman fan just recently, I, I told him that of all the people involved with the film, I envy Zimmer the least. Because Man of Steel is is inevitably going to draw comparisons to the Reeve movies. But even more iconic than Reeve's portrayal of the character or those films is John Williams' score. People might not recognize a photo of Christopher Reeve out of costume, but they're going to recognize that theme taken out of the movie. But as much as I love it, this movie's different. The music needs to be different as well or they're just not going to jibe. It would be like removing the Williams score from Superman the movie and putting in the stock music used in Adventures of Superman, or taking away the Danny Elfman score from Batman and putting in the the music used in the 66 Batman show. It just wouldn't fit. It's a new interpretation, and it needs its own music. So, you know, all in all, with the teasers, I wasn't overly impressed but I wasn't disappointed either. I was very excited, very, very excited over seeing the footage, but given how little information it really gives us, it didn't do much to change my opinion one way or the other. Um, My stance towards the movie was, and still is, cautiously optimistic. I have definite reservations. I'm not going to bury that. Uh, I have definite reservations given my feelings towards the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, Uh, comments a few years ago from Warner Brothers on the direction they wanted the next movie to take, and most of all, the treatment of Superman in all his forms over the last five to ten years. But I'm also trying very hard to keep an open mind until I see enough to sway me one way or the other. If it's a bad movie or mistreats the character, you can bet your bottom dollar I'll be first in line to call him on it, but it's Superman. And I still really, really want to see and enjoy Man of Steel. I'm hoping to see the movie on opening day, maybe in Metropolis uh, with friends if everything comes together. But either way, as of right now, I'm going to make every effort to see it on opening day, just like I did with Superman Returns. And I really, really hope that I am just blown away with how awesome it is. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Gathered together from the far reaches of the internet are assembled a network of podcasts dedicated to the first and greatest superhero Superman
the Superman Podcast Network is dedicated to covering all aspects of the Superman legend, featuring the thrilling adventures of Superman, Golden Age Superman, the Superman Fan Podcast, Superman in the Bronze Age, from Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast. I've got a few things to say about Superman, the Superman Vidcast, the world's best podcast, and Radio Kale from supermanhomepage.com, as well as the audio dramas Superman, Last Son of Krypton, and Supergirl, Last Daughter of Krypton from Pendant Audio Production. Join hosts Michael Bradley, John Wilson, Billy Hogan, Charlie Niemeyer, J. David Weeder, Jeffrey Taylor, Michael Bailey, Scott Gardner, Cayman Stoll, I'm Isaac, I'm Adam, Dave Yunus, and co-host Scotty V. at supermanpodcastnetwork.com. Thanks everyone for joining me. If for some reason you haven't seen the Man of Steel teasers, I will link to both of them in the show notes for this episode, or you can hop on over to the Superman homepage, where you'll find them as well. Uh, Like I said, the Comic-Con footage is not online. Warner Brothers has been very proactive in keeping that uh, offline, which, again, that's their right, so you can't see that. However, a video of the Q&A session from Comic-Con with Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill is online, courtesy of the Superman homepage, so I will be sure to link to that as well. Next week, there will actually be two episodes of the show next week. I'm going to double up to get myself caught back up to uh, where I should be from where I missed a week earlier in the year. In the regular Tuesday episode, we'll be returning to the newspapers for a look at the 17th storyline from the Daily Strip. And then there will be a second episode on Friday as we once more turn our ears to the radio. Before we talk again, though, I want to remind you about the website, greatcrypton.com, where you'll find show notes and other postings from time to time, as well as all back episodes of this show. And the site will link you to the show's Facebook and Twitter feeds. You can follow the show on either or both sites to get updates and show-related news. If you have feedback or comments or want to share your thoughts on the Man of Steel teasers or the footage that was released or any thoughts at all on the movie, you can contact me through those sites as well. Or if email is more your thing, drop me a line to thrillingadventures at greatcrypton.com. Also, please remember the Superman homepage and the Superman podcast network for all of your Superman needs, including the latest information on Man of Steel. And don't forget my other podcast, Green Lantern's Light, which you can find at greenlanternslight.com where J. David Weeder, Jeffrey Taylor, and I talk all about the Green Lantern Corps. As always, Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster and is copyright DC Comics. So thanks again for listening to The Thrilling Adventures of Superman, and I will talk to you later. Goodbye.
just anyone. One day, you're gonna have to make a choice. You have to decide what kind of man you want to grow up to be. Whoever that man is, good character or bad, he's gonna change the world.